Hello, 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 everybody. This is Eric Grossman, and you are listening to Under Review, a podcast on the Sports Fluent Network. Here we go. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to do the hello, 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 hello every single time. I just kind of felt like doing that now. Um, that that may stick, it may not stick. Uh, I haven't decided yet. It just kind of came natural. Um, again, I don't know why. But, um, you know, I'm, uh, I'm pretty excited about this. Uh, you know, I, I'm a huge podcast guy. I've never done one before. This is my very first one. And I want to thank, um, you know, Anthony, Anthony K from Sports Fluent to, uh, you know, for, for putting me on for, uh, you know, I really appreciate, you know, the opportunity. Um, Sports Fluent is doing a hell of a job. Um, you know, I love what I've seen and what I've heard so far. And, you know, I'm, just if I can add to it, that would be fantastic. Again, my name's Eric Grossman, and it, this is called Under Review. Um, you know, I've had, you know, I guess you can say I've had the privilege to, you know, and the fortune of having worked in, uh, you know, pro sports from, for 18 years. Um, and, you know, the first, the first 15 years, believe it or not, I was, uh, I was working in the Toronto Blue Jays Media Relations Department, and that was... It was something else. It was quite special. You know, I, to think about it now, you know, it, I didn't realize it then because I was really young when I started and, and I just kind of felt like it was like kind of natural and was, nor, you know, well, not natural. Trust me, I didn't feel that way. But it was like, it, it was almost a fantasy at that time. I didn't realize how lucky I was. And I still, I'm getting it now, uh, what kind of experience uh, that, that is, um, especially if you're, you know, a fan of baseball or a fan of sports, whatever. Um, you know, that's what I was and that's what I am. And, you know, so it's like just, just to, to live through the experience, the highs and lows of what, you know, working, you know, for a pro sports team, you know, behind the scenes and it's, uh, it's surreal. And it was, uh, you know, it was something else and it's something, you know, I'll never forget. It was a crazy, crazy, crazy time. Um, I, uh, then after after my first 15 years uh, with the Blue Jays, I then the next the two and a half years following that, I was the media relations director for the Toronto Wolfpack, which is another another experience altogether. And it was a great one. It was just very different, and uh, it was it was a cool experience, and it was something that I'm actually kind of happy I I did because it has that like the Wolfpack had this a rugby league team. There was a rugby le- it was a rugby league team, um, uh, you know, a transatlantic team. Uh, they played all or basically, you know, 60% of the games in the UK, uh, you know, and the other 40% here. But like it was what, a, you know, a different experience altogether. But, you know, with the, with the Blue Jays, you know, that's kind of really where where I, I learned, um, you know, what goes on behind the scenes and, you know, what happens with, you know, the, the, how to deal with professional athletes. I mean, I had to deal with, you know, a whole bunch of them. And I was I was not good at it at the beginning. I was terrible. I was, I think it was a, I, I just wasn't mature enough to be honest. I was, uh, I was really young. Uh, and I was not a mature person, you know, even at that time, it was just, it, it would take a lot for a 24 year old, huge baseball fan or blue Jay fan, whatever, to jump into that situation. I mean, I don't want to, you know, give myself too much, you know, slack, but it was, you know, it would have been probably weird for anybody, but, um, it, I remember that my very first game, my very first home game, um, that I worked, this was back in 2002. That's when I started. I was there for 15 years. And I, the first day I remember when I, you know, met Jerry Howarth and I was just like, I like, what am I doing here? I mean, it didn't make any sense. And I was not going to be able to rip apart that, you know, fandom thing right away. That was, 
it's it's not like a band-aid you know that thing it stays on for a while it took a while for it to kind of calm calm down and you know you start treating it like it's this is a bit it's a profession it's a business you got it's very hard to be professional um when you're that young um you know and, and thrown into that experience you know it was a lot of hard work to get to that point to where to where i was um but a lot of you know i there were a few breaks here and there i was lucky enough and uh things kind of worked out it's just um i wasn't ready for for you know what happens you know behind the scenes and you know what goes on when you're when you're a pr person for a professional sports team you know um and you know baseball that was it for me that was you know that was my whole life you know um i my whole goal was was to get to that to that exact spot where i was and i managed to you know like i said through hard work and catching some breaks and you know that i ended up getting to where i wanted to be at 24 years old uh but then you know you fast forward 18 years later and now i'm unemployed so congratulations to me (laughs) oh my god i have to i have to laugh at that otherwise i'm just going to keep crying um so it's a nice change of pace for me i guess at this point but you know you've kind of that's the thing you know 18 years um professional sports here in toronto you've kind of set yourself up for something that doesn't really exist um you know in this market like good luck they don't you know these jobs those jobs don't grow on trees around here um so again another reason why i feel so fortunate that i was able to uh to do what i did for you know for so many years and you know the experiences that i had but like i was saying back to when i my first game and getting to meet jerry howarth um you know people like that i remember i think yeah we were playing the yankees it was a, it was, the, it was my first yeah it could have been the first game or at least it was the first series first homestand or something like that you know just seeing joe torrey in the elevator i mean that was you know joe torrey the you know the storied yank you know manager of the yankees and i mean that's when it kind of hit me i'm like what the hell where what am i doing like how did i get here this is this is crazy um and and i remember like that first game you know working in the press box um you know you're watching the game i've only watched that game as a fan before i've never watched it through another lens um, so doing that was weird. And I always, I give myself a little bit of credit now. Um, I have to pat myself on the back at some point, but, um, or not. But, uh, I remember it, when something happens in the game, like let's say, you know, Jay, you know, Blue Jay hits a home run or makes a great catch or, you know, a good strikeout or whatever it is. Um, you, you, you can't cheer. That's, it's obvious. Like it's obvious you cannot cheer. You're, you're working or not that I was ever, not that I was ever a cheer anyway, actually. Um, but I, you, you, you you stay even the whole way inside you're doing a little dance or whatever but like you know you keep it you keep it even right even keel um at least i was able to kind of grasp that part that was i think that was probably about it at that point otherwise i was a wreck i was just you know uh like that nervous energy and that like 24 year old you know full of life kind of thing the exact opposite of what i am today <laughs> fortunately uh that's sad that's for another podcast anyway again thank you sports fluent uh, anthony k for for giving me this this chance eric my name is eric grossman and this is under review um basically what this show what i want this show to be about is you know topics you know sports topics um issues things that come up um that isn't necessarily you know you know performance related or you know uh you know who the who the best player is or who the captain should be or who the manager should be or the coach or whatever did they do this right did they do that right is this a good trade not a good trade i don't know it, it like there's so much of that stuff out there and and you can get it in a thousand different ways uh i just kind of wanted to t- you know go a different way um just to talk about topics and 
again, you know, my, my background in, in working behind the scene, you know, being in the, in the PR, uh, sports PR, you know, I, I've, I've had to deal, I've learned with, you know, what makes an athlete tick in a, in a sense. Like I've kind of seen, you know, what, you know, what they look like when, what it looks like when they're there. And, you know, I know, I know kind of what happens when they're not there. And, you know, everyone, these, these professional athletes, I mean, it's, I know when, when we watch them on TV, they look like superheroes. I mean, they're doing superhero shit. Uh, they're, they're, you know, and you think that they're invincible. Um, I think people are now are starting to realize that it's maybe not the case, uh, that, that they have flaws. And people know, we all know they have flaws, but I think you're seeing it and, and athletes are talking about it a bit more and it's become, it's become more of a thing that life isn't as perfect as it looks, right? Um, so, you know, and I, I, having said all that, um, you know, what makes an athlete tick? Well, this kind of brings us to our first to- my first topic here. My first episode is going to be about Ky- Mr. Kyrie Irving. Now, nowhere in, in a million years would I thought my first podcast uh, show would, center- would be centered around Kyrie Irving. But, you know, here we are. Um, I love the NBA. Um, you know, I love the Raptors. Obviously, they're my favorite team. But I don't have, like, favorite players. Like, you know, there's some guys that I think are really great and, like, I enjoy watching them play. But I don't, I don't have favorite players. So, Kyrie, it's not like I, he was ever, you know, one of my favorite players, whatever. It's just funny that I'm talking about – I'm going to be talking about him so much. But I just think it's a very, very interesting topic. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sure if any – you know, you sports fans out there know, you know, kind of what's going on with him um, at this point. Uh, well, actually, we don't know what's going on with him at this point. That's, I think that's kind of the point here. Um, you know, he – Look, we're, we're trying, we have to, to learn, we all have to learn as sports fans to kind of, sep- if we can, kind of separate the two. I know that's not what fandom's all about, but we got to separate, you know, the athlete from the person here. Um, take a couple step back, you know, steps back, take a big breath, and really think about maybe everything that he's doing. I mean, we don't know. I mean, like, let's just start. We don't know. Maybe he knows exactly what he's doing. Or maybe we maybe he's going through something really bad, and that's that's the point. We don't know, and you always have to realize we don't know anything about anybody or 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 anything that goes on behind the scenes. I again, I'm going to refer back to my my experience because that's really all I've got here. Um, there, I remember there's been many of times when I was you know was with the Jays, like the players that you know if they missed a game or something due to personal personal reasons, it could be something really serious. Or it can be something that's really not as serious, you know. Again, depends on who you ask. Um, in, in Kyrie's case, I mean, I'm only going to speculate. I'm, that's all we can do until he really comes out and says it, if he wants to say it at all. I mean, there's a good chance that he never, he never even comes out and says exactly what it is. I will say this. I will say this. No matter what it is, no matter what is going on, what the problem is, why he doesn't want to play, you've got to let somebody know at the beginning when this whole thing started, um, I believe it was on January 6th. You, you got to start, you got to tell your coach, you got to tell management, you owe it, you owe that much. Uh, there, there, there's no reason why you can't let the, the GM know or the coach know, you know, Sean Marks, I believe is the GM and, and Steve Nash, as we all know, is the head coach. So from what I know, from my guess, they seem like pretty reasonable people, pretty good people that you can actually have a conversation with. Um, and you can just say, you can just front out and say, look, this is what's going on. They don't have to like it or agree with it and they can talk it out or hash it out, but you've got to let them know. That's the only thing you do. You don't know anything, anybody, you don't know anybody else, anything. You just need to let them know. Um, 
you know, and I remember when this all happened and somebody found him or, or I think he, he texted a comment like, why didn't you, why didn't you show up to the game today? Why didn't, why didn't you play? Like, why aren't you here? Why aren't you here? And he just said he didn't feel like it. You know, didn't feel like it. That's when I saw that, I have to admit, and shame on me, I laughed. Um, I, I was, you know, it's not, it's not funny. Like, it's just I, when I, when I, when <laughs> you, you hear first, you see a tweet and like, you know, he's not at the game. He's not there. I mean, that's weird. That's actually kind of worrisome, to be honest. Um, I remember, actually, there were a couple times in my 15 year, 15 years, the Blue Jays that a player didn't show up and you start thinking, I do anyway, I start, that's just how my mind works. I start thinking the worst, you know, that's scary. They're supposed to be there. And if they don't, and, and not just being there, but not no one, no one knowing that's the worst. Um, it's just, so the first part is they were probably worried about his just condition. Like just say that, where is he? Where is he? And then it started kind of leaking out where he had maybe told a couple players, but no, but, but nobody said anything. Um, so there's, you know, so there's that. But once you, once he, someone finally got to him and he said, I just didn't feel like it. I mean, the, the, the more popular, the easy thing to do at that point is, is to say, well, you know, he gets paid $30 million. Like, you know, he, he should, he has to show up and he has to do this. And, you know, if I did that in my job, I'd be fired. And I'd be like, yeah, you're darn right. You probably would be if, you know, if you didn't show up or tell anybody and you just, or and when they finally got you, you said you just didn't feel like going to work. Of course, you, if you don't get fired, you're in the penalty box. That's for sure. As you sh- as it should be. Um, and I'm not condoning anything. I'm not condoning Kyrie, like not playing or, or not living up to his end of the agreement, his contract, whatever. I'm not condoning it. I'm just saying like there's you, there's so much going on behind the scenes and there's so much going on with 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 people and and what they deal with and you know we just don't know the answer and you know the fans could be like well you know we're you know we pay like you know he you know we we pay his salary you know we pay for his jersey we pay for tickets we blah 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 well you know i hear you and i do i i do hear you but you have the option also not to you know that you don't have to um it's kind of the deal you it's no it's not the deal you make because you you know this is rare okay players just not showing up because they don't feel like it that's i know it's more than that but it's just this is not a common thing um so i, I get that but like i don't think we can have it as fans can we have it both ways right it's like yeah well you know we do this we, we pay that well then you have the option not to then you, you don't have to you don't have to pay for a ticket if you don't want to but i this isn't a fair comparison but it's like i remember people used to complain i kind of get it you you go to a maybe you go to one or two Jays games a year or something. I just use this as an example because I heard it before, and they don't you know the fans don't always necessarily live in Toronto. They'd be coming from anywhere, and and I remember they'd come from far. Fans would come from far far away. This isn't this shouldn't be a you know a shock to anybody. But um, I remember fans were complaining because by the time they got one, I don't remember what it is, but we were down like the Jays were down like seven nothing or five nothing or something after the first, and the fans the people hadn't even got to their seats yet so you go and you sit down let's say it's the i don't know top of second or whatever and you're down five nothing and you've come all this way let's say it's hours or let's say you you were you know taking a trip from somewhere and you want to go see a jeans game and like you just yeah you basically wasted a lot of money the game's over in the first inning but that's kind of the deal you make it's sports it's everything's up in the air there's no guarantee on every on anything ever you know And, and um you know, you don't get your money back uh, if things don't go your way. 
<laughs> and um, that's kind of the deal we make. Again, this this Kyrie Irving thing is very rare, but look, I can only give you I can only give you my guess as to what's going on with him. Um, I can't talk for him. I would never talk for him, and I'm I'm not making excuses or anything like that. But um, you know, you you don't feel like it. Well, you know, I thought back to the day. I thought back to the day um, on January sixth. That was I think that was the that was the fir- that was the day he didn't show. And I know from just like paying attention and and watching and listening that he you know Kyrie was having a lot of mental you know or not mental just just he had issues of what was going on you know Black Lives Matter and 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 all the racial injustice that was going on around the time when the teams went to the bubble. The NBA teams went to the bubble, and I remember he didn't want—he just didn't want to participate because he didn't feel it was important enough. And blah, blah, blah. and that's his—that's definitely his um, his right to feel that way. Uh, I can't say, you know, I, I have never walked in his shoes, and I'll, I'll never know what it's like to be a black person. I will never know. I'll never understand that. Um, so all I can do, all all we can do, I guess, is just listen and try to understand it the best way we can, because. You know, these are, this is serious, this is important, this isn't, again, this is kind of why I'm, I like doing this, you know, I want to do this show, it's not, it's, it's got to be a little bit more than just putting the ball in the basket, right, there's, I know this is what you want to watch, I know this isn't, this is not as exciting, you know, um, him giving his money to charities and, and donating a ton of his money to support issues, I mean, no, that's not as, that is not as fun, obviously to see him dribble the basketball and to do this and to do that because he can do amazing things on the court. He's one of the best 20 players in the world when he's playing, which is why he's kind of able to, I wouldn't say get away with this, but he's, this is why, if this was anybody, if this was someone who wasn't one of the best 20 players in the world, like let's say it's just a normal player, he's gone in a second. I mean, that's not, that's not going on a limb here. I mean, they're, they're, they're championship contenders, especially now with James Harden. I mean, they're, they're, they're already were a good favorite before to come out of the East, maybe. Um, but now, I mean, please. like, So he, he, they're not going to... They're going to work with him and figure this thing out. Um, but, yeah, so if... You know, I, I was thinking back to that January 6th day. That was the same day of the riot at the Capitol. Um, you know, so he's he's probably... You know, he's watching, like everybody else was, what happened that day at the Capitol in Washington. And seeing a bunch of, um, you know, I'll, I'll call them white terrorists. I, I will. Um, I have no problem with that. So, you know, the destruction and the terror that they were causing. And he's looking at the way they were all treated, probably. This is me just guessing. Like, you know, I don't know. But it, he might, this, this might have been one of the, just one of the things that was kind of stopping him from feeling like, play, like getting in that playing mood. You know, again, not a robot. He's not a robot. Um, things can hurt. Things hurt. Things can you can feel you can feel certain ways, and it doesn't excuse you. But I think we've all in our lives we've all taken sick days or or whatever from our work. And there's days you get to work and you feel like shit. You don't do any. You're not productive because you just whatever's on your mind, whatever's bothering you. It's the same with them. They don't they don't flush it down the toilet because they're they make thirty million dollars a year and they could slam dunk a basketball uh, with their eyes closed. Uh, it's just the two are totally unrelated and they have nothing to do with each other. Um, so that day on the on, on January sixth, the Capitol, he's watching the way these white supremacists and these white terrorists were being treated by the police. Now, if you think back to you know, you don't have to think back; it should be tattooed in your in your mind, in your brain. What happened with George Floyd? 
um, which I don't want to say started holding, but it definitely brought it again to the forefront of what actually can can happen and the way the way you know black people are treated um, by the police compared to the way the white people. I mean, it's it it is um, night and day. You can see it for yourself. So if I were him, I'd be I'd probably be really pissed too, and 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 not just pissed, but like just deflated. Like you know, you have black people getting you know taking beaten and and killed just from sleeping in their car right sleeping in the car meanwhile you see this on tv and the and and police we don't know the full story but we can see what we can see you know and you know them destroying the white supremacists destroying stuff in the white you know in the capital and 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 coming out going out for blood and police are, are taking selfies with them they're being escorted out they're being let in they're being let out it's like they shake hands it's like you know, thank you know thanks for coming you know that kind of thing and if i'm him if i'm Kyrie and i'm watching that I, i'm i make me sick to my stomach probably actually it made me sick to my stomach anyway but i don't have first not hand knowledge of what it actually feels like if i were you know him so i'm i'm not saying that's what it is i don't know what it is why why he didn't show that day but i'm thinking you know I wouldn't feel like playing either. It doesn't, again, it doesn't matter how much money you make. It's, you know, this is, these are, this is serious stuff, right? And it's all it is, is again, I'm not making excuses. I'm just trying to like, you look at it from a, from somebody else's point of view, some, something different than just like, oh, well, you know, you, you know, it's game time. You've got to be there. Yes. Okay. Okay. Of course. Of course. Everyone deals with, everyone's dealing with something and every and every, you know, most, 99.999% of the time, they, they're there. They, you know, players are there no matter what they're, they're going through. And, you know, Kyrie's not the only one that has problems, whatever. But, um, you know, it's, it's just all I'm saying is it's, it's, I think now with the way mental health is, is starting to really be talked about, you know, professional athletes have come out and, and opened up the, the doors for it. I think it's extremely important. Um, again, it's not sexy. It's not, it's not fun. You, you want to see him alley-oop to, Kevin, you know, Kevin Durant, one of the best players in the world. I mean, of course, of course, that's what, you know, but there are, I know, I know this is going to sound like, yeah, here he goes, but there, there really are other things that are, that are more important, that are important. I know, I know. Um, but it is true. And that's why I'm doing an episode on it because I actually really feel strongly about that. So, you know, I, I came across a tweet the other night. Uh, the guy's name is Joe Pomp- Pompliano. Um, and he started a tweet by saying, you know, unpopular opinion, because really no one else was really saying this. Like, I, don't, I didn't see too much. I, there's a few, there, you know, I saw some that would be like, well, let's, let's, like, let's all relax here. Like, let's, let's take time to actually figure this thing out. And it is hard to figure it out if he's not, if he's not saying anything. And again, that's his, that's his prerogative. Um, you know, I'm sure the people who, who need to know know. But, you know, so anyway, this guy, Joe Pompliano, he, you know, he's, doing a thread on Twitter about, he goes, despite sitting out the last two weeks for personal reasons, Kyrie Irving has done nothing wrong. Here's why. And I, I, I read it. It's a huge thread. And I agreed with everything he said. The amount of money and, and the amount of uh, donations and, and giving, giving his money, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't have to do any of that. Um, you know, that is all, that is all just, pure like you know and you can go look online the amount of money he's donated in this and that doesn't again i'm not uh, again doesn't that is one thing that he's doing that is fantastic you it doesn't erase everything that like that's going on that him not telling 
the management where he was, and you just that is almost disrespectful. Like you, you do have to tell your coach or your general man. You do. You owe you owe that. That's it. Um, I'm not I'm not defending any of that. But what I am saying is, you know, the joy he's going to bring to to people after donating, um, you know, three hundred twenty five thousand dollars to Feeding America. Um, he just recently bought uh, George Floyd's family a house. Uh, he paid tuition for nine uh, HBCU students. Um, he's buying kids Christmas presents. Like this means something. Like it, this actually does mean something. Um, you know, it, it, it to me, to me. This is just me. This is this is why I'm talking about it. To me, that does mean more to me than him scoring 20 points in a game. Like I don't want to diminish scoring 20 points in a game, helping your team win. Those that's important too. But like, but this in the grand scheme of things, when it's all said and done. Um, you know, what you know, 1.5 million donating to WNBA and players because they couldn't play um, at the bubble. I mean, that's that's unbelievable. I mean, that that's going to mean more when it's all when it's all said and done. Now, today, I just I recently I saw him giving his. Uh, he, he was actually spoke to the media, and look, I got to tell you from being on the uh, on the outside now. But when I was on the inside, if I were if if we were if I had to deal. With, with this situation as a, as a PR guy. I mean, this is 24 hours a day, seven days a week shit. This is constantly, constantly media hounding you, as they should. I mean, this is a story, right? He's one of the most popular players in the world, ba- uh, basketball players in the world. And this is something that you don't see, like I said. And every single day, you, you would be just harassed by the media. When's he going to talk? You know, where is he today? Uh, when's he coming? Um, what do you have to say, you know, Steve Nash? How do you feel about this? This player, what about this? Kyrie, 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 Kyrie. The players and things are probably like, oh my god, like <clears throat> it's unfair to them because they, uh, they, they're the ones with the cameras all around all the time. When have you heard from? Have you heard from? It's annoying, but it's not a, It's not the media's fault. I and mean, they're again, the, individually speaking, do the media actually really, you know, the the person, the media people actually care? Not so much. It's their job, though. So they're kind of forced to care. Um, and, and people want to know, um, if they didn't want to know that the media wouldn't be, wouldn't be all over it. Like they are right. It kind of tells its own story. So if I were in the PR department, if I was working, if I was a PR guy for the Brooklyn Nets, this is a nightmare. Cause it's just like, you, you don't know yourself and <clears throat> you have to constantly, someone on that department has to be on, on this thing 24 seven, um, to, to get some kind of message out there, some kind of communications saying, you know, we're, we're working at the situation and we're trying to, to, to get him to, to come and to talk and this and the other, but you, you're really helpless. It's just, oh my God. And then with the, with the James Harden situation going on where he gets traded there, that kind of takes, that was, <clears throat> that was great for them in a sense because that kind of removed a little bit of the attention off it because that's another big story on another unrelated issue. Um, just pure team performance, adding another great, one of the best players in the world and you know, so basically have three of the best players in the world on the team right now, which, which should be, which actually should be the main story. Not, not what's going on with Kyrie, but here we are. And, and this is, this is what the episode's all about. It's just, it's, I wanted to do this as my first one. Cause it's, it's just, it, it, it just lets you see another side to what really makes someone tick, right? He's not doing this to piss anybody off. He really is not. I don't think so. I mean, I don't think so. Um, this is, this is just how he feels like, you know, I guess the, the thing I think is like, if it, I mean, just watching him in the press conference day, he just looks so, <clears throat> what can I say? 
like just not there. He just, you know, he, he with his head down um, in his arms, just kind of like looks like he wanted to have take a nap while he was doing his, you know, post game or his sorry, his um, first availability since this whole thing went down two weeks ago. Um, just retire, maybe. I don't know. If it means that if you, if you have a bigger purpose, and this is a bigger purpose, what he's doing right now, this is bigger than any sport, then do it. Go ahead, do it. Like you, you know, I I will be the first guy to applaud and I'll shake your hand um, that you're able to this you're gonna make this your 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 main thing. So retire or or don't retire. But again, that's that. I don't think you can have it both both ways. I don't think you can try and have it both ways. He won't retire because. Maybe, again, I'm talking for him here. I'm just guessing, but he made a commitment to to Kevin, you know, probably Kevin Durant, um, the rest of his teammates, uh, the whole organization that go out and win a championship. So he's probably got that in his mind, um, you know. And, and just I don't know if these things just don't it won't disappear. I think whatever he's doing, whatever's going through his mind or going through his in his life right now, this isn't going to go away like tomorrow morning when he wakes up he's not going to go away this is going to i think this is going to be like this all year and until he stops playing and the other reason obviously is the obvious one why would you stop playing because it makes a lot of money and that's what happens when you're one of the top 20 players in, in it, top 20 people in anything in your profession in the world you're going to make a lot of money that's just how it goes that's why we you the normal people we can't do what he does because we probably don't make as much as he does i know i don't um, it's like that whole saying goes, like, more money, more problems. Well, sometimes, you know, like, you know, I mean, I don't know. I just have the problems. I don't have the money part. So um, I have no idea what that's like. But, again, let's all, when we see things, let's not react right away with, you know, with players and, you know, professional athletes or coaches or whatever. Uh, let's just take a minute or two to just take a step back, think about what else is going on, um, around the world and, and is it really that big do we really need to get that upset i mean i know you know broadcasters and like you know nba talent you know talking heads they have to talk about something that's what makes their show um so they'll take opinions i'll never know if they're true and like if they actually believe what they say but they've got to make something and i've heard them uh, some you know nba analysts being really hard on them and that's their right and, you know guys you know we've been playing in the nba i, I don't want to name names i don't know exa- everyone exactly who said what so i don't want to say it, but you know, you have a little bit of right when you've been playing, when you've played in the NBA for a long, long time, and you can talk about it from if you if you've been around someone like that before, or what that what that does to your teammates. And look, the teammates are the ones that are having to deal with this shit. They, they're they're the ones that have to answer the questions. He's not there, and I'm sure, I would assume that Kyrie would he feels bad about it, but it's not not feeling bad enough to just. I don't even want to say suck it up and just show up and, and start doing it again because it's not a it's not like that. You can't just again you can't put band aids on things sometimes and just have them go away. This is something that's probably that's really eating at him as as we can see. So that's all I'm saying. That, that that's all that's all I want to get get across with this episode is like you know I've I've seen I've seen things I I've seen um, what athletes go through what you know off the field and it's no different than than what you do. It, it's just. They're in the spotlight. We're not like everything. They they fuck up. It, it goes. I don't know if I'm allowed to swear on this thing, but um, if they mess up, everybody knows about it. If we mess up, only like maybe sometimes if we're lucky, a few people know about it. It's it's not it's not quite the same thing. But they all have problems like like we do, and um, you know they shouldn't be judged by it. That that's all I'm saying. I've seen it. I, I you know and and I would hope. I really would. I would really hope if. Some of the stuff that I've 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 known that's happened to some athletes. If they needed a day off, 
or whatever their man you know the manager would, would you know was nice to accommodate that because they just weren't in the right headspace at that time and i would really hope that if something like that if some bad stuff happened to, to you that you're you had a kind enough um if you have a boss if if you know or whatever that they would that you would talk to them about it and that they would understand and give you that day especially now especially in today in today's climate i mean geez i mean what you know it, i don't want to jinx it so i'm not going to even say what i was about to say but this is hard times man this is this is this is hard times and if you've ever needed a day to kind of clear, clear your head if some shit happened then i would really hope that you would have a really understanding employer that would uh let you take that day maybe not two weeks <laughs> you know but at least at least take a day or two right anyway so that's you know that's basically it for my from for this episode um I'm really, I don't know what I want to do for my next one. I have a, like, I have a whole bunch of topics that I, that I actually want to get through and I want to kind of like, you know, just, just dive into. Um, the one I had in my, in my head, I was going to do maybe like, you know, you hear all the time about, um, oh, it's the culture, this, you know, the culture is so great here that, wow, this team has this pro, this pro sports team has so much culture. I'm like, I, I gotta tell you, it, it, not always, not necessarily. And, and because you say it a lot, it probably means you're overcompensating for something that you don't have, right? A lot of the, a lot of the teams that have really great culture, like the Patriots or, or whatever, the New England Patriots, they aren't usually the ones that say it. It's other people say it about them. Now, when other people are saying that you, you, know, you have a great culture, that's when you really have done something. If somebody else notices and they, they can speak for you on it, that's, that's where you want to be. Um, but if you're the one talking about it, and I've had some experience, I've been in organ, you know, culture this, culture that. I mean, it's great to have, but you don't need. To, it's something you know actually don't need to talk about it. The culture isn't isn't talking and 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 saying it. It's actually it's the what you do. It's the actions you take. Um, so that 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 was one topic I had in mind for the next one. But I, I don't know. I have a couple that I might more personal ones like. You know, I have this really crazy Jose Batista bat flip story that maybe I'll maybe that's what I'll do on on episode two if Anthony lets me have one if this if this one went well enough. Um, yeah, I can have a really good cool Jose Batista bat flip story for you. Game five, which was that that game <clears throat> that forget the game the inning that inning that seventh inning. It was like I'm not one of those guys like you know. There's a bigger force out there. There's you know. <laughs> ghosts are flying around everywhere but holy shit there were some ghosts that day i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna go there with that there was some weird 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 shit going on that day in that inning that was nuts and it wasn't just nuts from a sports and baseball standpoint that was some weird yeah ghost shit ghost shit was flying around i mean like god anyway i i might actually do that one for my next one again if anthony k lets me have one again my name is eric grossman this is under review I'm on the Sports Fluent Network. Thank you so much. And, uh, yeah, I guess we'll, we'll see you next time. Take care, guys.